Hi, hello, welcome. This is the interview with Eliza Roberry, an interior designer from Northern Edge Studio in South Australia. This clip was used to put together the full-length documentary Behind Closed Doors, The Life of an Architect. If you're thinking of entering the architecture or interior profession, you've got to see it. That link is going to be up above or in the description below to check that out. But without further ado, let's get on with the interview. <laughs> My name's Eliza and I've just started here as an interior designer-ish because I still have one month of uni. So how long then, I guess, have you been at Northern Edge for? Just over a month, maybe five weeks. Why interior designer? What made you want to be an interior designer? I have always wanted to be an interior designer. Mm. So a couple of my uncles are interior designers and we have lots of cabinet makers mm. in the family. So I've been surrounded by it for a very long time. And I just think it's really interesting. Mm. I was one of those people in year 12 when they would ask, Oh, what's your backup plan? Mm. I was like, don't have one, don't yeah. need one, because I know what good. I want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. I like controlling situations, so mm. I like the idea of being able to control people's movement and how they use space, and being able to design something to inform how people do things mm. and the way that they move. I think that that's very cool. When you're not in the office, like, or not at uni, what do you like to spend your time on? Do you have any hobbies outside of interior, interior design? I I do design joinery on the side as well because I get to use my family to build it for me so and they like to do that as a favor so I only end up spending like a hundred dollars on timber wow. instead of a lot of money and I've filled up my parents house with cabinets and tables and a few little chairs and stuff like that so I like to do that. So you really like interior design like you spend most of your time then on I guess designing and yeah. making things. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. On a scale of one to ten how well do you think your university degree has prepared you for what you're doing in the office today? <laughs> Ooh. So I don't want to devalue mm -hmm. the degree because obviously I'm just about to finish it. <laughs> but there's a lot, I think, that needs to be changed mm -hmm. depending on industry because obviously industry is always changing. Mm -hmm. Week to week, there are new things, new software, all that kind of stuff. I reckon maybe a seven or an eight, mm. depending on obviously how much effort you put into it mm. as well. Why is that? Like, what do you think are some of the biggest differences between, or maybe some of the biggest differences or similarities between studio and then being in the office? Budgetary issues is definitely one. So I have, I have not worked on a project at uni that's had a budget or anything relating to. In my second year, I put in a kitchen bench made of solid rose quartz. Right. So, <laughs> not till a bit later did I start thinking, mm, yes, things are really expensive. <laughs> Materials, I think, is a big one. Mm. So, knowing how things work, and obviously, you know, things come in panels, they come in sample sizes, you've kind of got to work with those mm. to keep the cost down. And that's something I've only started thinking about from doing placements and working here. So in the projects I'm doing now at uni, I'm starting to think, oh, I won't do that. That'll be super annoying for whoever has to build it. And then I go, oh, wait, <laughs> it's actually gonna get built, so it's fine. But yeah, material is massive, budget massive, but. If you could sum up your experiences of interior design school in say one word or a couple of key words or perhaps a sentence, how would you go about doing that? Adventurous, I think. There's some very quirky, interesting projects that we do, like great big sheets of paper and you have to collage things and mm. there's card and 
a lot of super glue and stuff like mm-hmm. that. When you first wake up, or perhaps when you first get into the office, do you have any morning rituals or routines that you do, or do you just kind of get stuck into it straight away? Always have a chat with Paul mm. when I first come in, and I pat Indy, the dog, <laughs> always. That's important. That's important. I'll write a few notes down of whatever Paul's asked me to do so I don't forget anything. Mm. And then I pop up and I go next door and get a coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I come back and I get straight into it pretty much. Yeah, lovely. Mm. And then during the day, what do you find yourself working on the most? Like, what do you spend most of your time on? Kitchens. Mm. Mm. Since I've been here, Paul gives me a lot of kitchens, <laughs> which I love because kitchens are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> That's why he's giving it to you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. What do you kind of do then on kitchens? Like, what are you doing? A lot of conceptual stuff. Mm. So it's all been very on new projects. Mm. So kind of going, here's the existing one. It's really weird. Mm. What should we do? Kind of thing. So essentially ripping everything out, putting everything back in and seeing what, you know, there's an island bench, but it doesn't just have to be an island bench. Mm. You put something at the end of it or stuff like that. Lots of concepts. What does that actually involve? Is that, you know, you sketching or is that you kind of getting into SketchUp or Revit or whatever it may be and then like doing those changes or how do you kind of conceptualise? Sketching first, pen to paper, jotting down all of the base measurements and everything like that. Usually it's already been put in Revit by someone else. Mm. So I'll drop some 3D views in there and have a look around and Mm. see what you're looking at and what all the walls are and where they are and stuff like that and then put them in my little sketches and then build it very basically in Revit first and if I get an okay somewhere from Paul I'll actually build it as a cabinet Mm. instead of just extrusion. Mm. (laughs) Mm. What do you enjoy most about being an interior designer? I like seeing people enjoy space. I'm always that annoying person whenever I go with my friends we go to eat somewhere or to a bar or something. I go, oh, what a lovely bench top. And they go, oh my God, shut up. I don't care. <laughs> and I love going places and touching things and appreciating mm-hmm. that someone else has spent so long putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love it all. It's so much fun and there's so much color and every project is so different and you can do something. You can make someone's home with their children and how they use. I just think it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then on the flip side, what do you enjoy at least? about being an interior designer? When there are constraints mm. with things. Mm. Like you want to do something really cool, like what I'm doing now, mm. I just put a really cool stair in, and then of course you zoom out on plant form and the hallway is this big, and you know, <laughs> great. So, and not being able to just, you know, move everything back yeah. for it, because that's lots of money. <laughs> so. How would you put it on a scale of, you know, how much do you enjoy, I guess, practicing interior design? On a scale of 1 to 10? 10. 10? Wow. I love that. I just love it. Mm. I think it's very cool. I love properly working Mm. now with real people and they come in and we sit down and you see them and they say, oh, I love what you've done here and this would be great for so-and-so and having those relationships with real people. Mm. And builders that come in, people bring their little samples of stone and you get to lay it all out. It's just awesome. <laughs> just because it's a 10, it doesn't mean you don't face challenges, I guess. So what are some of the challenges you face as an interior designer, especially as a young interior designer, which is still in uni as well? Mm. Finding work, that's huge, but I've found some, so that's nice. Thank God. Thank God. Starting from the bottom, mm. definitely, because you know, you're, you're in your own little world for four years and you're doing everything the way you want to do it. And you come out the end and you're working 
for someone else and they want to mould you to the way that they like to do things in their firm. Mm. So you've kind of got to pick things up very quickly. Mm. Learning a lot mm. because in uni there's some missing gaps and like Paul will say something and I go, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then I go, shit. <laughs> I quickly get on Google and I'm like, oh my God, what does that mean? So yeah, picking things up like that. If you go back three and a half years when you first started interior design, would you kind of do anything differently or would you have any advice for your younger self? I would do some more placements. Mm. So we had to do 120 hours before we graduate, but that's been cancelled because of COVID. So you don't actually have to have any placement hours. I'd already done them, but I would do more. Mm. I would from like second year, Mm. I would do in all the holidays, go somewhere and just say, can I just hang around for a few days? Mm. But I think that's the most important because it is quite different Mm. to what you're doing at uni, especially early on. Mm. Everything's really different and they're very different projects. You rock up to your first day somewhere here and you go, oh my gosh, Mm. this is how you actually do things. That's okay. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So much more. Take everything with a grain of salt. So a lot of advice that you get with your projects I see people get very very stressed about it and very upset but take that advice you know Mm. and kind of and run with it but you know at the end of the day it is your design and it's come from you and it's your creativity so if it is change your floor plan don't cry (laughs) change it don't cry much (laughs) just a bit change it but you know they are trying to guide you they're not trying to as much as it feels like they're trying to crush your soul (laughs) they're just trying to guide you yeah Mm. persevere is some good advice it is it can be very trying stuff and you're staring at a screen all day so get up and walk around you have to be inspired a lot so whether that means you have your computer on Revit and the other screen on Pinterest and you're looking at really cool things or it's on your phone or something because Revit is black and white Mm. and it's 2D drawings so keep yourself inspired throughout the day Mm. is what I do anyway yeah How bloody cool was that? If you haven't checked out the full-length film Behind Closed Doors, The Life of an Architect, you've got to set some time aside for that because it's pretty incredible what some of these guys have to share with you, some information and resources that will be really helpful if you're thinking about studying architecture or you just want to get an insight into the profession. So if you want to check that out, you can click that button to the side here, or if you just want to go on with the next interview, check check out that button to the side there. Catch you there.